Hi, everyone. This is Scott from Prepare to Answer. I want to share some news with you about an exciting new resource that we've created called So Much More Than Sex. It's no secret that the subject of sex is one of the biggest concerns for young Christians today. That's why we've created So Much More Than Sex for senior teens and young adults. It's a four-part video series, complete with notes and discussion questions, that you can do with your young adults class, small group, or even on your own. The point of the series is to help you shift the narrative about sex away from seeing biblical teaching as little more than an outdated list of do's and don'ts, and replacing it with the overwhelmingly positive, life-giving, and eternally significant vision that the Bible gives for your sexually ordered body. If you want to get in on the So Much More Than Sex series, just follow the link in the episode description. And now we turn to today's episode. The following is a presentation of Prepared to Answer, a ministry devoted to seeing a new generation of Christians experience life transformation through a renewed mind by teaching them to think like Jesus. Facing cultural pressure from your kids. I spoke with a Christian parent recently who described a discussion with their teenager about the Bible's prohibition of homosexual behavior as sin. Sadly, the teen's response was one that I'm finding more and more common among Christian youth today. Shouldn't people have the right to be who they are? They said. As our culture drinks deeper and deeper from the waters of individual rights, identity politics, and the complete erasure of sex and gender distinctions, more and more Christian parents face challenges like this one from their own kids. They echo the social justice concerns of their generation. The question I always get from parents is, how should I respond? For that, I take my lead from C.S. Lewis. He says, it is critically important to examine the assumptions within a question. I really struggle with giving tactical responses to these kinds of objections. Because the problem isn't so much the question, but the false assumptions contained within it. We must help our kids to see the error in the assumptions held within the question itself. Unless we do, giving a direct answer will just make us look in their eyes like we're against personal rights and approve of a God who wants to deprive people of true personal freedom. The response, then, needs to address the assumptions they hold, not the question itself. To do that, we need to learn the art of asking good questions. Here are what I see as two of the most important assumption-revealing questions to ask in response to this particular objection. Question number one. Sure, but who are people supposed to be? The answer God gives us comes from Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We're made to be God's image bearers. That means that we're created for the purpose of imaging God. As John Piper puts it, God made humans in his image to image something, namely himself. So our existence is about showing God's existence, or specifically, it's about showing God's glory. Who a person really is, then, is one of God's creatures created to bear God's image. Since he's our creator, it's God who determines this. We're meant to be who God means us to be. Further, he made this very clear by sending Jesus, who shows us that as God's image bearers, God meant us to be his children. And how are God's children meant to live? 1 John 2, 5-6 spells this out plainly. John says, This is how we know we are in Christ. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. The culture's assumption about people is that their true selves are who they decide or believe they are. However it's worded, this leaves the determination and living expression of our identity up to us. So long as your kids hold to any part of that assumption, 
they will be unable to see God's truth. The first step, then, is to allow God's Word to correct their assumptions about who people really are. Question number two. Who is God? I'm not going to offer my own answer when the New City Catechism does such a good job. It says that God is the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything. He's eternal, infinite, and unchangeable in His power and perfection, goodness and glory, wisdom, justice, and truth. Nothing happens except through Him and by His will. Because this is true, it follows that I owe absolutely everything to God. There's nothing I have or am that's good that I can't attribute to His grace. There's no part of my life over which I can say, this is mine. All that I am, all that I'll ever be, and all that I'm meant to be is because of Him. It's for Him and belongs to Him. This is why Paul writes about Jesus as God's Son and the one through whom God created the universe in these words. He says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. The reason that most people take offense at the idea that they must change their lives to conform to God's expectations is that they don't know who God is. As Paul pointed out in Romans 1, 21-32, the root of all human sin and corruption stems from mankind's failure to acknowledge God as God. And because of this, objections like the one we're dealing with carry weight because they fail to acknowledge God by asking the only question that really matters. Shouldn't God have the right to be glorified by His own creation? Since the answer is yes, the objection contained in the initial question or challenge above dissolves, since our rights as creatures are necessarily subservient to God's rights as Creator, as they should be. Conclusion Christian children and youth are under tremendous pressure today because of the unrelenting cultural agenda to embrace all forms of human diversity, that is, behaviors, and eliminate any room for making moral judgments about any particular lifestyle. There is no right or wrong in our society any longer, only differences. It's no wonder, then, that they're beginning to askew the Bible and gospel of Jesus, whose message includes things like sin and judgment. The problem is that they don't confidently possess a knowledge of who God truly is. The only antidote to this trend is to expose them to the truth about God's holiness as revealed in the scriptures and embodied in Christ. Simply put, we need to help them know who God is. The preceding has been a part of the recording ministry of Prepared to Answer. For more resources to help you become more confident in living out and defending your faith in Jesus Christ, visit us at www.preparedtoanswer.org or on Facebook and Instagram at Prepared to Answer. Thanks for joining us, and may the Lord bless and keep you.